Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, and that means here on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, it's time for the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square NX podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man, and we've got 14 news, 6.4, live letter next week. That means Yoshi P is making the rounds for all the interviews this week. So we've got some of those to go through today. Some new 16 merch and other art has hit the Internet Dragon Quest. We got a ton of great stuff to talk, but Tark has a hard stop. Hard stop. So we got 58 yep. minutes to go through all this. Let's so go. if you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you are, we thank you so much. Hit like, hit subscribe, turn on those notifications. You know what to do. And head on over to readycheckradio.com. And all the socials are in the upper right for you. Mr. Chris Montoya, the Tarkoth one. How are you, sir? Greetings, programs. Uh, as a follow-up to the Twitter post that was, uh, my soul is clean, okay? And it does not need a simulator to make it such, okay? Just saying. Same. Flynn. <sighs> also on the line, Mr. Paul Berlin. Flynn, what's up, sir? Hey! Uh, everything's good. good. I'm joining uh, Tark in a certain experience. Forspoken. Uh, oh, God. Did you did you pick it up at a boot sale? Is it up? <laughs> yeah. Fifty bucks, right? How much? How much? Thirty. Oh, 50. Oh, that's, that's well. I spent thirty-eight quid total. I got forspoken and I got lost judgment. Oh, okay. So well, yeah, yeah. So you kind of did a like a two for one or a buy one get one oh, almost. Yeah. So, but I've chucked two hours into it just to try it out. The yeah. music is fantastic. Yeah, music I've heard the good. music is very very good. The rest of it I've heard is just mediocre. Like, not great, not bad. I think Takao's description is still one of the best. It's a tuna, tuna sandwich. Tuna sandwich. Yeah, it's the tuna sandwich RPG. You'll enjoy it while you're eating it. You won't remember you had it a few weeks later. So <laughs> that seems pretty apt. Uh, well, you'll have to let us know now that you're both playing it. One of the vi- <laughs> newest girl in chat joining us live. Thank you. Good to see you, newest girl. Says, one of the video games of all time. Truly. <laughs> And indeed, it is one of the video games of all Now time. I want a Gordon Ramsay tuna sandwich and see what what I could definitely what go for a tuna, tuna sandwich. I've been craving here's the th- I've been craving tacos all day. I don't know why. Oh my god. That's I so don't funny. I don't know why. why. Why is that funny? Tacos. You have tacos. Taco power. Uh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> Of all uh, the games uh, that have ever been, or spoken is certainly one of them, newest girl. It certainly is. It certainly is. Uh, hey, somebody oh on God. YouTube uh, was not happy with us. They said we were too negative last week. They they didn't want us to be as negative. I couldn't remember okay. what we were negative about, probably because 6.4 is like still weeks away. And then we talked about somebody else's list of like bad decisions Square Enix had made and played a little guessing game with it. So, gentlemen... Let's be positive this week, damn it. Yes. Be, mm-hmm. be positive. Yes. <laughs> and we do have stuff to be positive about because the 6.4 special site has been updated. We're starting to see it has the, stuff on it. Yeah, it has stuff on it. It's not just a list anymore. <laughs> We've got some nice images. Here's the what uh, appears to be one of the bosses in the um, in the new dungeon. 
Look at that. Look at that guy. The now, Aether font. Now that we now that we know Yoshi P's fondness for polar bears, this <laughs> happens to be like the most epic of polar bears. It I does. Think I've ever seen. This does look really cool. Like this does yeah. look super cool. There's also most of seen in last week's uh, One Piece manga where uh, <laughs> the bear from uh, Kids Crew uh, activated his uh, full moon form. Right. It just reminds me that uh, it looks so cool. British Badger in chat welcome saying looking forward to Purple Bear. I am too. I, this does look badass. I got to give it. You know, you give yeah, it the British Badger is uh, FC buddy of mine. Every Grammy has his purple. It's oh, purple man. all right. And I noticed that the Twitch, uh, the text is purple on the name too. I'm, I'm, it's all about the purple. It's a theme. It's a theme. Now we don't have like a lot of information, information yet, right? It's just like a description mm. of the Dark Throne kind of summing up, hey, uh, Kenyatso and Rubicante, they busted the portal uh, to the void, so we're gonna have to find another way in. You know, and that's that's it. And so there's there's no real like details, but some of the art does look awesome. Uh, obviously, this being one of them, I love this. And then Tark, I put uh, I only picked two to bring to the show, uh, and then so okay. I had to give you your your unreal. <clears throat> so we give we give Skip you so or disband. Just saying. Skip it. You better skip the it. The memes are coming back. They've got the memes to are coming back. back. They've got to come back. No, they're going to uh, tune this tightly, so there's no yeah. skipping. So no. Someone will learn to do it. it and learn to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, looking good. Looking good. We're still going to see more uh, headed into the next week. Because remember, the live letter's next Friday, right? We'll still have the show mm-hmm. next Thursday. Um, and then Friday's the live letter. Tark, I think you're going to do a, a stream for it. I am. Yep. Over on Tarkoth Gaming. And I'm trying to convince Mr. Flynn here to come along for the ride. And I'll be there. Chat. I'll set up a big show a week. Hammered it in. There we go. It's done. A little more importantly, us. though, as far as like details on things, although we don't have a lot on the main site yet, Yoshi P is doing the typical round of interviews, right? Where he's making the mm-hmm. rounds to the the various Japanese uh, media outlets and some some other ones, but predominantly the Japanese outlets at the moment. So uh, things like uh, uh, Dengeki Online and and stuff like that. And we're seeing a lot of info kind of come out of those. Now, you have to excuse us for, you know, translations here. So I wanted to bring one that I think people are going to be unhappy about. Oh, my. Thank you so much for the sub. Uh, Let's give you some disco lights behind me. I'm not going to give you the cheers Mm -hmm. because we're in the middle of the show, but you get the lights behind me. Um, I think, you know, trying to keep it all positive because I am positive about the stuff that we've seen this week. This is kind of the one negative that I think people, including me, uh, might be a little miffed about. So in the Dengeki uh, uh, online interview, one of the questions they asked was about the Manderville relic line. And we've talked about this on the show where it was like, okay, the first two were literally, the first two steps were literally the same thing. Get yourself 1,500 tombstones, buy two different items and call it a day, right? Uh, and so they said, hey, in the previous two stages of the Manderville weapon, both elegant tombstones were used to exchange required items, but will patch 6.45, because that's when the rest of the relic stuff comes, be the same, or will it be a new process? Pretty easy question to answer without even having to get into specifics, right? He could just say, it'll be something different, or it'll be the same. And if it is something different, he doesn't. he says, he could say, you know, it'll be something different, but we're not ready to talk about it. 
right? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty easy question. He didn't do that. He, he, didn't do that. that. <laughs> he just said, I don't want to say this is what I'm going to collect before the implementation. The intention is that you can also strengthen while playing all content, so please rest assured there will be no major changes. And now here's where I think oh. you can take it as a negative or you can take it as, uh, you know, run of the mill. I, I don't think this is good news in particular, but you can take that as there's not going to be any major changes, Tark, i.e. you're going to be farming some more tombstones, buying some things and calling it a day. Or we don't have anything super new planned for this, but we will have like uh, things we've had in the past before we had like Eureka or Bosja or anything like that, where it's get this thing by running these 15 different types of content, dealer's choice, whatever you want to do. I don't know. Which way do you want to take it? I'm just taking it as, as it's just lazy. It's just, ah, we don't have anything planned. It's just tombstones. Here, that, that, work, that works. They can do whatever they want and just get tombstones. And far be it that it affects the economy. And if you wanted pots or whatever, you know, throw that out the window because you're not, you're going to be able to, you have to buy pots with Gil. Sorry. You're going to have to use those tombstones to get your pieces so you can upgrade your relic. Um, yeah, 4,500 tombstones, because I'm guessing it's going to be the same quantity, about 15. So 4,500 to get to the, if you're starting from scratch, times, what, 19 weapons? God, that's that's a lot of goddamn tombstones. It is, but maybe, hey, Flynn, let's look at this in a positive way. You and your crew are just, uh, just starting to dabble in raiding content, in a little bit more yep. challenging content. Um, so you... you I think it would be fair to say that the crew has been a little more on the casual side than the hardcore side. Doesn't oh, very much. doesn't something very much. doesn't something like this where it is just very streamlined, it's just a tombstone farm, doesn't it give more casual players who maybe don't have the time and maybe have skipped previous relics the opportunity to grab a relic as they head into an expansion? Yeah, it's definitely a more laid back approach. Whether that was just an issue with COVID just screwing them over doing the part cycle in Shadowbringers and they just kind of get some bits of content they may have wanted to, Framewalker. But I, I think they are at a point where they just don't know what to do, really. I don't know if it's don't know um, what to do. I, I honestly feel like as much as they say there isn't a resource problem, there is a little bit of a resource problem. Um, and that may not be in your rank and file developers, artists, conceptual system designers, stuff like that, but you have your leadership split. Whether you like that or not, you're, that is that is a drawback, right? If Yoshi P's sole focus was 14, and now it's been for X number of years, 14 and 16, like it or not, that does start to split the focus a little bit. Yeah, Maybe not for the yep. entire business creative unit, but... At its head, it certainly does. So it's it's definitely something worth watching. I I'm not I'm not sure if that's a negative thing, the the tombstone thing. I'm not sure because yeah. I do feel as no. somebody who doesn't do the relics specifically because I don't want to do <laughs> you know Bosja until my eyes bleed. Well, Bosja I'm okay with. I didn't want to do Eureka until my eyes bled. Um, sure. I kind of look at this and as a positive thing. Cool. You know what? Make it tombstones. Um, I'm getting plenty of those. So yeah. while There's I may be happy it. with it, I can certainly understand why people that have done the previous relics and view that as, you know, one of those rarer pieces of content, That's, 
I can understand why they may be upset, Tark. That and I think that's it right there. I I see the relics not as a viable piece of equipment, but as kind yeah, of yeah. Because a hardcore raiders ditch that thing if they even glamour. use it yeah. at all. Yeah, if anything, you use it for maybe a um or, or a version of it for an ultimate. Um, if you have it backed right and at the right time. Um, but it's it's like the ultimate weapons. It's it's a status symbol. So like with all the previous ones, if I see someone with their relic out. I, I know they put in some time. They did the work to to grind out those steps to have this. With this relic step, like it's just a piece of glam. It's just it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Hey, really, I'm giving it a thumbs up. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I got to give it a thumbs you know, up just because I've have, purposely avoided yeah, relics. Class, man, definitely. But I <laughs> wish it was sort of split, right? A bit like all the relics where your first weapon, a bit more involved, doesn't have to be crazy. A bit more involved. Then just pump, po- uh, pump poetics, astronomy, whatever tombstone you want into secondary weapons. So we're kind of split on that one. Some of us view it. So it wasn't a negative across the board. It was uh, some of us yeah. like it. Some of us don't. Uh, and then it talks to me negative. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to give credit to Ataika uh, Mochi uh, on Twitter here doing some summation stuff. Uh, so that we don't have to bounce back and forth to you know Famitsu and Game Watch and and all the the interviews. So credit to all those outlets. Uh, a lot of the questions were about story, right? And that's kind of a big deal because we don't know where we're headed in the expansion. The main story wrapped in six zero. We've kind of had the Golbez four tribute going on lately. If we're fighting Golbez in six four, where does that go in six five? Like so, lots of questions on the story front. And so summing up some of these interviews uh, is Umadori and then uh, Atai Kamochi kind of put all the story beats together. The 6.x series is finally headed to the climax. 6.0 epilogue will conclude with the Pandemonium raids. Totally makes sense, right? Uh, mm-hmm. 6.4 will wrap up the Pandemonium raids, previously untouched foreshadowing, unravel the mystery, and also complement the MSQ of 6.0's main story. It will even touch upon La Habrea's way of life. All stuff we expected it to do. Uh, regarding revealing the trial for 6.4 to be Golbez, many people thought, well, wait, they already announced it, so there's more after this, right? We wanted to give you something to look forward to uh, regarding the development of the story. And because of that, you can kind of think this isn't the end and let your imagination run wild from here on out. The interviewer then asks about the relation to 6.5 and mention, uh, mentions Final Fantasy IV's story and thinking about, quote, that name is a scary mm. thought. Yoshi P, in reply, just thanks them, Tark, for the question and laughs. <laughs> I do love uh, We're so getting Zeramus. We're so getting Zeramus. Poor Zero, she's going to have to deal with some sort of existential crisis and take the darkness or whatever, and we're going to get Zerma's fight. I think it's going to be awesome. I hope the weapons look great. I just hope we don't kill her, because I love Zero, the character. I do too. They could do so much with her. And if they're really, you know, kind of teasing this little twisty thing, you know, maybe this is gets you a little bit more involved, Mike, because I know you've been a little down on this series, so maybe they're a little... Nice little twist here. I know it's kind of... Yeah, I haven't been down... Yeah, I guess I have kind of been down on it a little bit, but not because I didn't enjoy it, just because it just seemed rather run-of-the-mill 
compared to, sure. you know, three dots, four dots, five dots, uh, and what we were getting then. Yeah. You might see a hint of what will happen after this 6.x series, but you might not be able to figure out what exactly it is yet. Hmm. The instance dungeon area is an island that was under old Charlian's control. It was originally planned to be used for a certain purpose, but with the final days averted, the island has been gaining attention and a new goal. And another point of interest is to pay attention in the Pandemonium Raids is the appearance of a certain character. Hmm. Athena? I think he's referring to the Carmen Rider sort of lucky creature. Hmm. But it could also be Athena. Variant and Criterion dungeon quests start from a certain lord in Hingashi. A well-known character will play the intermediary, intermediary role. The general variant and criterion dungeon choices and routes will be similar to the subterrain one. They have a solid cool. story and written passages that you can enjoy. There will also be various routes, detailed divergences, and riddles to solve. Uh, not in this recap, but in the Dengeki interview, is a little more detail saying that there were more uh, or more complex puzzles in this one and that Yoshi P was looking forward to seeing a bunch of people sharing information online to, nice. to kind of solve all the routes like they did in the first one. Uh, and there are more named NPCs in the Stormblood duty support. Yoshi P hopes people who finished doing MSQ can go back and play the Storm Stormblood dungeons with the NPCs. I'll tell you what. I've been a Debbie Downer on the story lately. No, it's just, you know, run of the mill. It was just lukewarm. I liked it. I didn't overly enjoy it. I didn't hate it. It was just, okay. Just a longer ramp up to the story. Meh. That's all it is. Yeah, just kind of a <laughs> meh. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, though. I am looking forward to 6.4. I, I, I loved Criterion Dungeon, and, and, mm. and I, I can't wait for the next one. Um, the Golbez fight, I'm sure, is going to be freaking awesome i just can't wait for the music right i'll just go in and just like afk oh, yeah. with the music playing <laughs> i'm sure seven people will be real thrilled with me uh, it'll be on youtube in like a couple hours and i'll just put it on a repeat from there there we go and i do think now is the opportunity going from six four to six five for some of the story beats to really pick up i don't expect them yeah. to go crazy because i don't expect them to carry into 7.0 that's fine but i do think you know, you could have done a little more with the story than just basically retell Final Fantasy IV in a condensed fashion. And I still, I think the way Yoshi P's being coy here, that I'm going to get what I want. It may not be in 6.4, but I do think by 6.5, I'm going to get what I want and they'll be their own, like I said on the last show, their own 14 twist on the 4 story. And yeah, the way he's talking makes me very, very happy. Go ahead, Clint. <laughs> Yeah, in the Dagaki interview where HP saying six four and six five is a duality. Like both patches are basically the one story across right. the two bit. Like it all in the old days with five and five five. And Zero so, is probably one of my favorite characters in a long yeah. time. So I'm a I'm a little mm. worried about her. I'm a little worried about Zero. <laughs> don't moon oh, breeder. Yeah. Don't, don't moon breeder. <laughs> <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> And um, we have got a cryptic puzzle that Yoshi P has left us about the throne itself and yeah, what it represents yeah. going into the patch and after the patch. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, kind of just saying, you know, throne has been pretty uh, 
self-explanatory up until now. Dude's been sitting on a throne. Will that have the same meaning, the word throne, after this is all over? So look at Yoshi P managing to get me hype about 6'4", Tark. Look at him. I mean, the dude's just doing his job. The dude's just yeah, doing his he's job. He's doing his job. Well, half of his job. is The other half is getting you hyped for his other game. <laughs> yeah, 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 16, yeah. So he's doing his job. He's doing his job. You're hyped for both. Yeah. <laughs> and then he froze his Yoshi P speak every now and then to make you go, just sound right, say something, man. <laughs> we know you love your corporate speech, Yoshi- but sometimes we just want yeah. clarity. Yoshi P, though, he is like, he's really good at these types of interviews. Interviews where like he has the opportunity to say something off the cuff, he he can sometimes make mistakes and step in it <laughs> real hard. Um, he doesn't have PR over his shoulder, like right. he say that. But he when he's say that. when he's there's just that thing about him, right? When he's talking about the story and things like that, when it comes to mm-hmm. fourteen, you could tell he's still passionate about it. And I saw a meme today that said, you think this is 10 years ago and had the Final Fantasy XI logo and said, this is actually 10 years ago and had the A Realm Reborn logo. And I was like, oh, my God, that's true. Like, I totally feel like, yeah, I played the hell out of that just 10 years. It was almost 20 years ago that I played the hell out of that. Um, But when you look at, oh, and by the way, they did mention they haven't even revealed what they're going to be doing for the 10th anniversary celebration. Like yeah, he, there's a tenth anniversary project. He said, "Yeah, right? unannounced, an like, unannounced what? project." What? Yeah. And they're overworking the management team. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can't wait because I, I honestly thought for a little while they were just going to kind of dump some special tenth anniversary nods into the fan fest. But now it sounds like yeah. Tark, they've got an entirely different thing planned, and I'm all for or, it. Or a souped up rising, maybe you know, because that's their <laughs> anniversary event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this sounds like a like a souped up. Uh, mission like they're gonna bring us something juicy um but you know they've they've done that with 11 haven't they like a whole (laughs) yeah yeah, mm, maybe we should take a moment to no i'm looking forward to it like it was all good stuff on the 14 front this week i got new screenshots Mm -hmm. i got some yoshi p interviews that were hyping me for six four i don't even care that the relic is just tombstones because if that's what it ends up being, for sure, by the way. Because, fine, I'll actually finish a relic for the first time in, like, three relic cycles. <laughs> because I don't mind doing that. I'm already getting it anyway. And I think Newest Girl's absolutely right. Man, those relics are going to be incredible for dumping Poetics next expansion. Yes, they will yeah. be. <laughs> yep. They will be. It was all good stuff on the 14 front this week. So I hope uh, for our dear YouTube viewers that that was a little more positive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the next three months are just, we got the patch, we got yeah. uh, 16, and then we got FanFest, and bam, bam. And yeah, so like, that's Ugh. that's a good point, <sighs> too. Like, if you have this Overload. extra time and you in between patches and you can't really do anything with it, like, you've resolved to this is what it's going to take, um, and it's not that, and it doesn't increase the amount of content you get, then... Square had said in their financial report that they were going to do other things to keep engagement. And they haven't yet, but that was just a few mm-hmm. months ago. Um, mm-hmm. the, I think the gap between 6.4 and 6.5, even though it'll be just as long as you know 6.3 to 6.4, because the fan fest is in between there, I feel like you buy yourself time, right? Because people yeah. aren't... They, they have something else to talk about or something else to look forward to or speculate on or interact with their the forums or the Reddit or whatever. That's what I think we're, you know, it might be, yeah, two weeks is a little 
two extra weeks when it comes to the actual content. That's not huge in the grand scheme of things, but it gives more time for quote unquote doing nothing or having nothing to, and that's such a big part of 14 is interacting with your friends and your community and speculating and wondering this and let's let's do this. I think 6-4 to 6-5 is going to fly by a little faster because the fan fest is in between. Yes, I agree. And then 6-5 to 7.0 is going to be brutal. It's going to be Maybe. brutal. Maybe. Maybe. But I think that's where they have to dump some of the things they talked about, Flynn, in the finance report, right? We yeah. have other plans to keep uh, 14 players engaged. They're going to have to do, to use something in between 5 and mm-hmm. dot five and the expansion because that that's going to be a little longer than normal. Yeah, it's always our longest wait, regardless of anything else. Yeah. That is the longest wait we get uh, between patch cycles Ooh. is end of 5-5 five, five to expansion. Yep. And you, that's when you really feel everything with the game. You want to um, really hold on to or get a good retention on players? You know, I, I think you should do this yokai event you know crossover i think it's about time to have that come back right everyone loves that right i got some new jobs dude i did don't don't make fun don't make fun i love that i got all my means i got all my mounts i got all my yeah i love that it was a new couch if you give me an event with a dozen minions i don't care what the source material is (laughs) oh they're pokemon yeah this crossover totally makes sense i don't care go gotta catch them all let's go (laughs) Let's get straight. <laughs> British Badger. See, British oh. Badger missed the yokai. Yeah, there's so many people. Uh, I've come in. Just, oh, I miss this. At least we walk around with our uh, yokai mounted. Like, yep. just damn you. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right, let's slide over and talk about some other stuff here. We got some 16 news, art, and merch on the Final Fantasy 16 front. The original soundtrack is now available for pre-order and if you are counting and keeping score that is eight discs there in your screenshot in that little so box. Went half. i see seven you see you see seven. two three four five six seven what the hell are you seven. talking about uh, seven seven standard and looks like eight for the deluxe yeah i'm showing oh, the, deluxe, the deluxe bro uh, okay yeah come on I'm looking at a different screen. Think I'm going to buy the standard? What the hell are you talking about? Of course not. Of course not. It's you. Yeah. (laughs) Looking at both, I'd want to buy both because I prefer the discs for the standard. The case uh, has the icons on it. The CDs have the logos and drawings of the the characters from 16. I mean, this absolutely looks gorgeous. Looks gorgeous. What it doesn't say... Uh, is whether they will be the Blu-rays or the DVD, or I'm sorry, or the music uh, CDs. It says CDs on the on the Nerdstash website, but right, right, right. But that's that's their article yeah. saying CDs. It's not a source uh, saying like, hey, this is typically on the store. Where does their soundtracks and and Blu-rays? Yeah, 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 yeah. They typically do do these in Blu-rays, but. I don't know. And the the art is like a little too small to tell. But, mm. and that is a cool box set with the art and the foldies. And oh, that's yeah. so cool. Each CD is a dominant. It's just, yeah, it looks great. Well, no, the CDs are the characters. 
the yeah, bot the dominance the bot yeah 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 the the icons themselves for the dominance are in the the like foldy and box art it's very well done very well done sorry i my brain flashed on the word dominant and equated it to summon um the oh we also have by the way the pricing for the final fantasy 16 playstation 5 bundle that we talked about last week uh, that is pre-ordering starts today, May 4th, and launches on June 22nd. The price is 700 USD, 629.99 for you, Flynn, in Europe there. 700 pounds. <laughs> that is a bit expensive. So they game so itself is my PS5 for you guys were both talking at the same time, so I didn't hear Go what ahead, either man. of you said. Yeah, I think I paid my PS5 up for four ninety five. So that's yeah, yeah. They, they were five. They were five hundred rather than seventy quid. Yeah, they were five hundred here. So is there, what? They're an extra controller. You get two controllers in this set, or so? Um, actually, I don't know. I see people asking that question. Uh, from the box itself, it leads you to believe there's only one controller. But what version of the PlayStation or the, the FF16 comes in it, uh, I'm not seeing anywhere. And I'm seeing people asking it on Twitter. It may have been answered by now. I'm just missing it. But It yeah. looks to be the standard edition if I go through the direct PlayStation website. Because it's 540. Yeah, you, can see the, you can see the CD disc. You can see this. Yeah. It's 540 disc. British pound. Yeah. So that makes more sense. Which is weird because the PlayStation 4, the 15 bundle came with Final Fantasy 15 Deluxe Edition. Mm. So that's kind of disappointing that, that it's not the Deluxe yeah. Edition. But it's disappointing that it's not a fancy PS5 for it being a bundle like this. But I, mean, I still love it. I love I don't I personally wouldn't buy it. It's not enough of a fancy for me as far as the art. And I said that last week, but I still love it. It's absolutely gorgeous. Well, no, I think the the bundle is just a base white PS5. Yeah, it it just comes with a game and I think an extra controller. Oh, this isn't even the art I one. I don't think. No, it doesn't come with no, that. I think just... the panels and controllers are all separate. Uh, with a price in British talk, I think it's just the standard console bundle with the game. So just one controller. Weird. Wow. I thought uh, that, I thought this was the art one we were looking at last week. I guess I'm mistaken. Yeah, I think the pa the panels and the controllers, it, it seemed like that was just accessories that was just available in Japan, but it wasn't part of the bundle. It was just oh, separate all right. Well, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Well, we still got the discs up on screen. Have you guys seen that they've uh, shown what elements all the icons represent? Well, how about I do I mean, you one better and I show you some artwork revealed yeah. Yeah. on the, the icons themselves. <laughs> I'll do you a I little think this firmly, there. I think this firmly confirms that there's no Leviathan. No, that's a little sad. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if it confirms it. It just they they didn't release it as part of the art package they dropped. Uh, by the way, these are actually coming from. It's not like Square Enix just like published these. There's a promotion in Japan with BIC Camera, uh, and so you these photos have started showing up as part of advertisements. Uh, and this is also, by the way, the art that is on that soundtrack set that we just showed. So nice. this is a little closer up view. Oh, they're absolutely beautiful. 
Uh, I want to know what weapon Titan has because it looks amazing. Yeah, it's like it's like a big old mall looking thing. Like <laughs> just <laughs> with like a, a blades everywhere. Like that should be a new job in fourteen. Whatever that weapon is, I want a job around it now. Absolutely gorgeous. I, Garuda first, looks awesome. It was... awesome. Shiva looks amazing. At first, I thought Titan's weapon was a building. He just picked up a building. <laughs> just like, ah, you would have been surprised, really, would you, with Titan? <laughs> you still not a fan of the Ramu art there, uh, Tark? You don't like his no, the, the, can... the beard to be out and flowing. It's it's part of what makes him the old man, the the elder statesman of primal summons. I think he tuck looks it incredible. In. I think they all look great. They all look great. I mean, he looks great, but like the iconic beard. So no you're she- seeing Shiva, Ramu, Odin, Garuda, Phoenix, Titan, Ifrit, and Bahamut, which, mm-hmm. by the way, is listed as the icon of light. Yeah. Yeah. The icon of light. So we'll have to see. And Ifrit is the icon of mystery. Yeah, and it's in the official art title there. He's actually listed as Dark Ifrit. Yeah, there's two two different Ifrits. Yeah. Yep. So. Looks great. Looks great. On the bad side of Final Fantasy 16, as far as people wanting to play it, if you're in Saudi Arabia, you won't be. Sorry. Sorry. A tweet from the country's public authority for media. That's the organization that basically does kind of the same thing the ESRB does here in the United States and Peggy does in, in Europe, kind of gives the age classifications of games and all that whatnot. According to a tweet from them, they say that the game will not be released in Saudi Arabia due to the publisher's unwillingness to make the necessary modifications at the mercy of Google Translate there. But you get the basic idea. Yeah. Uh, so one of the most important and biggest games of the year is on its way to being banned in the comp- uh, due to the company's complete refusal to modify the content to suit the region. Now, what they wanted changed... We don't know. And Eurogamer asked Square Enix for clarification, has not received a response yet. It's potentially, you know, the response could lead to a spoiler, and so maybe they wouldn't give a response at all. Um, but Final Fantasy 16 and Yoshi P and Square Enix have said they want this to be a darker one, Tark. They want this to be more mature. They're, they're fine. This is going to be the M-rated Final Fantasy, right? They're, they're fine for that. Brazilian rating. Beginning, they didn't hide it. Yeah, Brazilian like rating blood, put blood. nudity, prostitution, drug use, suicide, torture, gratuitous and vile, uh, violence flags on the game itself. Maybe take your pick of one of those. Why Saudi Arabia doesn't want this uh, released? But usually, at least in my experience, right, I would tend to believe that one, there's cultural depictions um, that aren't. Uh, that they don't like, and so they would like them changed. Uh, or two, there's LGBTQ-related stuff. I mean, typically, and Which, I have no idea, no inside knowledge, but just I've been in the industry for a long time. When you're dealing with Middle East uh, game ratings and things like that, it's usually one of those two. Cultural depictions of uh, Middle, Middle Eastern citizens or characters that they believe are portraying uh, Middle Eastern citizens or LGBTQ stuff. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a a, a gay character uh, on this, and that just automatically is a big no. I mean, we saw this with the World Cup in Qatar; like they were just banning just rainbows. It's like it was ridiculous. 
um, the rating I really want to, I, I still don't see it, but um, rating in Australia, because I know they could be pretty hard on their ratings to outright banning it as well. So I'm wondering how they're going to be. But um, this doesn't surprise me from Saudi Arabia. No, not at all. Uh, and I'm kind of glad, whatever it is, I'm kind of glad Square Enix is sticking to its guns. Like Absolutely. you, knowing that it you will cost you, you money. Like it's real easy mm -hmm. to stick to your guns when there is no consequence for doing so. And I hate when game companies do that. They pick a hill to die on because nobody's getting killed on that hill, right? <laughs> like that's, sure. you know, they, they make it look good when there's no consequence. It's easy to put uh, pride banners on your social media uh, during Pride Awareness Month uh, and only do it in the countries that make it safe to to do that. Like, Bethesda's the one that aggravates me the most, right? Like, Bethesda does mm. it on all of their social media except China and Saudi Arabia, like, where you might have consequences for actually doing it. But, hey, let's put it up in the United States. Um, when there's actual sales, dollars, consequences, whether they're big or not, I don't know. I mean, Saudi Arabia is investing a lot more in the game industry. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, they are. Absolutely. But, but uh, whether or not, you know, it's going to put a dent in Square Enix's bottom line, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't I wouldn't guess on that. I don't know the sales data for Saudi Arabia and Square Enix uh, RPGs. But they are going to lose some sales. And to say, hey, I'm not going to change it and be willing to suck that up and the company be willing to suck that up, I got to like it. I got. I, I got to. Oh, yeah. I got to stand by that. Like you had an artistic vision, go for it. I may not like your art, and so I may not be a consumer, but I absolutely support you sticking to your artistic vision and not molding it so that I would be a consumer. I don't know. I'm just a fan of the artist. There, I guess. Yeah. No. That's and that has been CBE Free's approach across the board for 16. Is that we made the game that we wanted to make. We could have dumbed things down, but it would have compromised the story that we need to tell. So to Cal speculating that if it were a bigger country, they would make the change. And I don't know. That's what kind of the point I was just making. I'm not exactly sure the sales data from Saudi Arabia. Uh, obviously, they are sinking tons of money into part, part ownership of a ton of video game companies. But you're, maybe you're right. I don't, I don't know the sales data in, in Saudi Arabia versus a, a Germany, as you speculate. And maybe their decision would be different. And if it was, then I'd say the exact opposite of what I just said. But can we get a Live Alive 2? Takashi Takeda was given the opportunity to answer some questions on... This is actually kind of cute. Uh, answer yeah. some questions on the Square Enix Twitter account, but they only let him say yes or no. That was it. Are he cheats a little. He does cheat a little. Like that one right there is, would you uh, make a, li a live alive too? And he just kind of, the answer he gives is, I hope so. Which I think is kind of incredible considering Tark, this game was like, what, 1984, the original? It was like yeah, yeah. way back. Well, I don't know if it was 84, but it was, it, yeah, was, it, was, way it was way back there. Way back. Um, and so maybe, maybe, it's so fun seeing what I knew as a great game uh, getting this whole like whole new audience with the, the remakes, including you, Tark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was good times. Uh, I only wish that they had released 94. the Switch and the PS4s. 
Sorry. switching the PS4 versions together because uh, I would have picked up PlayStation for the trophies. <laughs> yeah, the game is now heading I'm to. If I buy it again, <laughs> yeah, we know it's heading to PC and PlayStation. Um, so yeah, you'll be able to play it there soon. <laughs> on Shall the I'll more to money the for now on Steam at least. What's that? According to the tweet for uh, they are saying it's out on the PlayStation and Steam now. As of today. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nifty. So if you haven't played it and you want to play it on Steam or PlayStation, go ahead. Check it out. It's Speaking of other little remakes, the Pixel remasters have surpassed 2 million units worldwide. And I'm sure they could get a lot more sales if they had more physical editions. Suck <laughs> it, Square Enix. <laughs> uh, but... I got to ask this, Flynn, will it meet sales expectations? Square has been notoriously stingy with those sales expectations lately. You got to be careful with yeah. that, though. If it I have to be careful with my language because I would have just swore in response to this with my just racial bleep <laughs> nose. But that is answered. Like, who knows with Square Enix these days what is success to them? Yeah, sometimes they, uh, all, they, they yeah, put all it they out know there. is there's brand new people. Who uh, get into play these games? Like a quick anecdote for you guys. Uh, uh, walking with my buddy the other day, he took his kid to the park, and we were just chatting around talking. And these are like six, seven, eight-year-old kids, and I hear, I was like, "Holy shit, kids know Final Fantasy!" Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, smile on my face. I've got new generation. There are, uh, by the way, if you're looking to pick up some titles, particularly on your Nintendo Switch, your Nintendo yeah. Switch, NIS America and Square Enix are having some huge sales right now. I'm not going to go over the NIS America ones, but there's some great titles there. Take a look. Uh, on the Square Enix side of things, there are 44 games on deep sales. So you've got things like classics, all-time classics, like Balan Wonderworld for $11.99. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Jocobo GP, the game they just oh, stopped man. supporting for twenty four ninety nine. Um, on a serious note, Collection of Mana for twenty bucks, Collection of Saga, Final Fantasy Legend for twelve bucks. The Dragon Quest games are like five dollars or less. Uh, it, Harvestella is on the biggest discount at, that it's had since launch. Uh, it's twenty nine ninety nine. Bunch of Kingdom Hearts stuff, Saga Frontier stuff. I mean, there's a ton in there. World of Final Fantasy Maxima, if you've never played. $15.99, Tactics Ogre Reborn. Some great stuff, some great stuff. Uh, Tark, anything you're interested in buying here? I just think it's amazing. You can have Final Fantasy 1 through 10, skip 11, and 12 all on your Switch. Yeah, That's just an amazing system to, to have. Our Final Fantasy fan, that's a crazy. Um, being a PlayStation first person, um, there's nothing that I wouldn't get here that I wouldn't get on PlayStation, but I mean, like Lost Sphere, great game. I am Setsuna, uh, good deal there. Um, Star Ocean First Departure R, pick that one up, that's under 10 bucks. You just bought um, some, some oh. Switch stuff though. I did buy some Switch stuff because it wasn't on PlayStation. And it's actually part of the sale here. Yeah. Um, Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3, the kind of remake remasters from, was it three, four years ago? Yeah, they're not yeah, like I, remasters. They're kind of just like prettied up a little. 
mean, the whole graphics are all redone. The systems are all the same. It's what it's what Cronus would have wanted for Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's just pretty up the graphics, leave the systems as they are, just make it bearable to play. But yeah, I picked up all three of those. Physical, because I am a man of physical. I want to have it in my hands. And I got all three. Um, yeah, and it's good times. I want to have it in my hands. Tark 2023. <laughs> <laughs> and 24 and 25. And 24. <laughs> and 25 and 26. <laughs> hey, how about this? Um, Game Rant ran a uh, opinion piece by Liam Ferguson talking about we, we, we've spoken here about Final Fantasy 16's action combat devil may cry mm-hmm. blend of combat and everything um, and Game Rant uh, Liam Ferguson says that hey I think Final Fantasy 16's new combat is the perfect blueprint for Dragon Quest oh. 12 now what we know about Dragon Quest 12 remember is that they said it's not quite a turn based system it's kind of like a hybrid thing but they didn't really give us any more details uh, about it. They just said it's a different battle system. They had just finished prototyping. No, it's not strictly turn-based. So we're moving away from it in Dragon Quest. But they think 16's Devil May Cry combat style is the perfect blueprint for Dragon Quest Twelve. Do you agree, Tark? No. No. I think it, what, what will work for 16 is because of its mature and darker themes. It's a lens to a more visceral experience where Dragon Quest has always been, you know, anime, cartoony in nature. So you have those fun little interactions during the turn-based combat when, you know, oh, Crow got hit, so it goes, eh. You know, I, little funny things like that can happen when it's like fast, you lose out on that. And I, I think there's just enough real-time combat. You got uh, 16. You got Kingdom Hearts 4 is going to have real-time action combat. Like, maybe it doesn't need to be true turn-based. Maybe they can put the ATB on Dragon Quest. It's but really weird. Something like, needs to be left in, in that sphere for hardcore yeah, it's really weird the way the article is summed up, in my opinion. It says, The vital part of introducing action gameplay to Dragon Quest Twelve is ensuring that RPG veterans can play around with it. Final Fantasy Sixteen offers fully customizable accessibility features that can, at their peak, almost totally automate combat. This won't persuade everyone to give Dragon Quest new gameplay a shot, but it will help people who aren't used to action games get the full experience. Something that integrates menus, more like Final Fantasy VII Remake, might be a better fit for Dragon Quest. But after spending so long without action gameplay, Dragon Quest needs to use it or lose it. Dragon Quest XII needs to go all the way with its action combat if it follows Final Fantasy XVI. It must display confidence in its identity, as doing so will improve the player's experience as a whole. An accessible but highly customizable combat system that adapts Dragon Quest's best hero abilities is all that DQ-12 needs to match 16's own system. If DQ-12 can manage that, then it should be able to forge its own identity while leaving the door open for more traditional oh. entries in the future. Which I, I that's kind of weird, right? Right, <laughs> right, yeah, Flynn? It's like, that, hey, to forge oh. your own identity, be more like this other game. Like, I, yeah. I, I was Where like, identity's been set in stone for 11 games. Yeah, as you've been talking again, I'll just reread it just for my mind to process. It's like this guy sort of went prototype systems and then just went straight down a rabbit hole. 
Yeah, I like. Um, I, I honestly feel like Wonderland, yet or not. Yeah, and <laughs> we we know they just don't have the the desire to go down the turn-based system in in these two titles. That's just not the way they're going to go. But I think making them more similar is the worst thing you could do to these two titles right now. Yeah, like if you want Dragon Agreed. Quest to stand on its own, then it needs to stand on its own for being yes. that RPG of squares that does this versus yep. Final Fantasy, which does this, whatever this and this are. I don't know. I don't agree with it. But speaking of DQ, Dragon Quest X Offline's expansion, The Sleeping Hero and uh, Guiding Ally, new screenshots for that fun stuff that we'll never see here in the States, and it makes me sad. And don't yeah, forget... I just, I, I just pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> it makes me so sad. To think about it makes me, makes me upset. Yup. And then don't forget, we have, we still have to get release news on this bad boy here. This is the, I re- the HD 2D remake of uh, Dragon Quest Three. There's the original, and then they show the remake that I just purchased. This which is looks such a, a lot great better. video. Yeah, this is such a great video. I mean, it's an older video. I just brought it for the B-roll, but oh, look at that in the Octopath 2D HD style. Just watching this again though makes me realize that. Chrono Trigger could would would kill on that. Just yeah, just so don't touch oh it in so any good. way except to put this skin on it. <laughs> like that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's all you need to do. Like I showed you guys in the our the Discord a couple of weeks back, that uh, Pokemon rendition in this style is like yeah, it just suits. If you want to get a game with the Zelda weather, Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy. You know all those things. Check in the two DHD, and we will just love it. <laughs> yep. No, it wasn't whiskey, Baron. I wish it was. It's iced tea. <laughs> Kiggle's <laughs> saying, "Why can't you just have an action combat sequence?" Uh, then those are just quick time events, right? Um, yeah. No, I, I know what you're talking about. Like little spurts of it there, but then it's kind of like you get into this conflicting. Even if you only do it for like one or two sequences, you've essentially created two battle systems for the game. One is the primary battle system and then a secondary battle system that you use X number of times. Uh, and that's a pretty big resource drain uh, as far as, I mean, as development goes. There have been games that have successfully done that. No doubt. Like, I don't know. No doubt. I just Nier, don't think Square is going to do it for DQ. Near Automata, like, you know, they're always playing around with different types of combat and interactive. I want logic. turn-based game. Just give me a turn-based game. That's what I want. You're what? a turn-based game. Turd Ferguson reference in the uh, the chat was good, too. I don't think I, I didn't see it. Let's go to uh, Love It or Leave It. All right. It's been a good show. It's been a happy yeah. show. Yeah, very honest. So there is no leave it today. It's just love it, but you only can pick one. All right. I want to know which Dragon Quest game you love the most. Now, it doesn't have to be mainline. If you don't want it to be like one of the mainline Dragon Quest numbers, if you want to go like Dragon Quest Builders, you can. If you want to go Dragon Quest Heroes, you can. Uh, But you got to give me your favorite. Love it. Um, I can only play one for the rest of my life, Dragon Quest. Which one is it going to be, Tark? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the one I played most recently and was here on Ready Check Radio. And I loved every Saturday coming to play it. And that was Dragon Quest XI. 
Uh, so many twists and turns. And just when you think the story was done, boom, here's a whole nother phase of the story and just keeps on going. It was, it was awesome. I, I loved every moment of it. Um, and that's why I want more turn-based Dragon Quest goodness because it was just such a good game. Dragon Quest XI, one of my favorites. Yes. Echoes of Elusive Age, uh, the definitive edition on Switch is currently, according to Nintendo Life, where they do the viewer reviews, change the rankings thing. Uh, that is the number one Dragon Quest on Nintendo Life right now. What do you got, Flynn? Same again, Dragon Quest XI. Uh, a beautiful game that embraces tradition, first and foremost. And also shows that you can still have overworld traversal around the map. And yeah. you get open areas. Uh, it was such a beautifully done game. I have yet to go to the uh, Echoes version to try out the... Yeah old school mode and stuff but yeah oh, okay i'm gonna give it to dragon quest 8 i, I love 11 that don't get me wrong i'm the one that told tark you have to play this uh but 8 is my personal favorite journey of the cursed king you can play it on the playstation 2 or you can play the the kind of like remake update on the 3ds they're both fine the 3ds has streamlined a few things but they really have left a lot of it alone some of the crafting the alchemy stuff in there is very cool i know takal mentioned that in chat as well as liking that from the eighth and a little bit of trivia it was the first dragon quest to ditch the warrior title uh in the north american title Ooh. yeah yeah okay. uh that one by the way on nintendo life is ranked number two that's going to do it for here uh, on the Relic Grind tonight. No Faye after the stream. She got called in by work to get ready for a con this week that she really wasn't supposed to be at, but now they need her at. So we'll be back um, Saturday. No gaming gumbo, but Tark will be live at midnight playing some Final Fantasy XV. Uh, that's going to do it for us here today. Until next Thursday, Flynn, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me over on twitch.tv for slash Reviewing Crisis. Uh, I will be back over there either Monday or Tuesday. It's my birthday Monday, so I don't know if I want to stream. Uh, Is your birthday yeah, Monday? yeah, just started up. Uh, birthday Monday, I Happy birthday. Uh, thank you. Nice. Thank you. So, yeah, I've just started uh, streaming Persona 3 Portable, so going through that. Uh, got a case of cut coming up, and there's probably going to be some of my raid group uh, streaming as well. Nice. Tark? Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all Tarkroth Gaming. Um, I am being pulled in so many different directions. I got Destiny 2, seasonal events that I'm trying to get done. Uh, Honkai Star Rail wants to tug at me. Final Fantasy 14 is always there. Crisis Core, I need to get done. So um, just tune in. We'll have fun. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man 1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, and you'll know every time we go live with a podcast or a stream. Baron Vagabond in chat's birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday, Baron. Until next time, Happy gang, stay Baron. safe. I'm off to a Final Fantasy tournament Saturday. Wish me luck. Later. Good luck. Good luck. Simulator is not a game. It is. You need to play it. <laughs>